three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, days, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Happy Black History Month. Hope you're all having a great month so far. Um, I am horribly excited uh, because I watched this film called uh, Ice Merchants, which is on the uh, New Yorker's uh, YouTube page, which you can view the film for free right now. I have the director of the film, uh, the animator of the film, um, he did the score. Uh, he did everything. Basically, it's kind, of, it's it's kind of amazing all the things once you just start taking a little deep dive into what he did. But I've got uh, oh, I'm gonna butcher it. It's a uh, uh, Zhao, uh, Zhao. <laughs> Joel. Oh, Joel. Yeah, it's Joel. it's impossible to pronounce. Don't worry. Uh, Joel <laughs> Gonzalez. Uh, Joel, how you doing today, yes. sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's a it's it's a Monday, so you know, getting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get... Thank you so much for having me. It's a really oh, nice to be here. Thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. So uh, I'm just gonna kind of jump in here. So I, I watched your film last week, and I actually went back and watched it a couple times, and then I went through and I listened to the score. Um, all due respect, I think the score is like transcendent. Like the score really oh. caught me off guard in the best way i was like wow and then you know i was really curious i'm like oh i wonder what you know what up and coming director uh you know what up and coming person did the score i'm like oh it's you you did the score (laughs) so, so i guess my first question just out the gate is this truly feels like a labor of love and after watching it a couple times i can definitely say that the oscar nomination that you got for best short film is is well is well deserved so when you started on this so when you started on this journey, was it a conscious decision to do to go? I'm going to animate this. I'm going to write it. I'm going to like. Was was it a conscious decision, or did it kind of just evolve into you doing wearing all those hats? Mm-hmm. No, it started from the beginning. So my artistic background is actually music. I started playing the piano very young when I was four years old. My my father is a pianist as well, and I spent a lot of a big time in my life, like until I got to college, without knowing what I wanted to do in my life. But I always had that uh, music background. So I actually went to study uh, arts because I failed my math exam that would put me in the, into engineering school. So I actually got into my second option, which was multimedia arts at that time. Okay, and that's where I went for my BA in Portugal, and I that's where I found. Not that I really like animation. And when I got into that course and got into contact with arts, I restarted to play the piano uh, because I started very young. But when I was 13, as most kids, I stopped playing because I wanted <laughs> to be a sports a sports person. Of course. <laughs> um, but uh, so it was always very natural for me to combine music with um, with my work in animation and directing. Also, I'm not very good at writing. Uh, like, I'm not. I don't know how to write dialogues. So for me, it was always uh, more natural for me to conduct a film uh, with music and sound rather than actual uh, words. Okay. Uh, in the case of this film, this film was born uh, as my graduation fo- uh, film from Royal College of Arts, and uh, and so I was already I was already starting working on all the areas of the film. I normally start. To, uh, you ask about the soundtrack. Yeah, I sometimes start composing the soundtrack even before actually making tests, uh, visual tests for the film, uh, because music is inspiration. And if I have an idea of I I want the film to sound like, I start to compose something, 
And when I have something more established, that gives me ideas for the narrative and for the visuals. And then I'm yeah. drawing something that gives me ideas for the music. So my creative process is always juggling between all of those areas until something I I, I hope organic like uh, starts to to, to to be created. I, I don't like uh, do the film and then I stamp a music. I, they are always born like uh, very organically side by side. And I don't know if you saw the the, the album is on Spotify. And I, did, I also yeah. added some drafts from uh, previous versions. I'll it was how it sounded at the beginning and how it was changing slowly every past week. Uh, so yeah, for me, I, it was always, I love doing it. I love animation. I love, uh, I do the arts uh, direction, animation director as well. I'm one of the two animators for this film. I, I, there's another animator in this film, Alanun. She's an amazing animator. Uh, and I also do the music. For, for me, it's very important to have all the, these areas combining so something cohesive can be created. So when you set out on this, <clears throat> when you set out on this journey, God, I don't think I have on a phrase this. Um, do you make a conscious decision to go, we're staying around the 15 minute mark, like regardless, mm -hmm. or is there a party that was like, maybe like, maybe we could turn this into multiple shorts into maybe a feature mm -hmm. film. Like how, how do you make that decision to go? No, it needs to be a short film and it needs to be told in this, in this fashion. Mm -hmm. So actually initially the film was 10 minutes. Uh, but the more when I we actually I actually started to animate and everything I I kept adding a bit more uh, shots and I kept making them slightly longer. What happened is I, I think like the film could be told in ten minutes, but I realized that in a film that uh, needs to create some sort of impact and relationship with the characters, it also needed some time to breathe and so we can see like the father and son interacting. So we can actually understand their connection and care about them. Uh, so the film actually got those uh, four extra minutes um, beca just because I felt uh, like it needed to be. Uh, I don't think this film would work well as a feature film. Uh, I mean, at least not in this format. It would have to be completely different. And I never co I consider as well like making a, a, a shorter uh, episodes. Uh, at least in my view, I think the film is exactly <laughs> how long. It's exactly as as big as it should be. And I think that's one of the challenges as a director is to to find the perfect not only medium because it could also be live action i don't i don't put aside the, the hypothesis of one day doing live action uh but finding the the best medium to uh, tell your story and also to correct the best length possible so i i don't want to I, I don't wanna ever want to do like a feature film for the sake of doing a feature film you know because a lot <laughs> of people oh i need to do a feature film to be an established director uh, for me it's very simple if i ever have an idea that i feel uh needs to be exploited longer i'll try and fight to do a future film but if i keep making short films for the rest of my life i'm also happy with it okay and, I, and i'm actually really happy you brought that up because that leads right to my my next question is mm -hmm. um as a big film nerd i i love animation i think the medium in itself is very it, it it's very there's this condescension to it to the medium that i think is completely unfair and when you think mm -hmm. about all of the incredible animated films that come out whether they're feature film or short i that's that's a conversation that needs to change uh especially yeah. when it comes to the academy was that is that something let's say you win and i hope you <laughs> i i, I truly totally no. hope you do but, <laughs> but is that are you feeling that pressure even just being nominated of mm -hmm. oh man i'm having like i'm engaging in this dialogue whether i'm consciously doing it or not because of the medium i'm saying <laughs> or like is there pressure on that on that front um i mean i'm trying to 
don't think as much as possible about it. But of course, <laughs> there's like some, I feel like some pressure to, uh, especially in Portuguese media, I feel like some pressure because it was also, it was the first Portuguese film to ever be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So there's a, a big, um, but I don't, I just want to keep doing my own thing. You know, I'm, uh, I don't, I hope my life doesn't change drastically actually after this. I, I'm just really happy doing films. And if I can keep sustaining myself just doing films, I'll, I'll be happy. And uh, as I said, like, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's like a misconception that animation is just for kids. I, I'm particularly more interested in um, films not directed to kids, although they can be universal, I think, as merchants. Although not being a, a kid's film is like universal for everyone. Yeah. And uh, one thing that uh, right now the short film format uh, allows is that you, when you do something, it has, doesn't have to be necessarily financially viable. So you have a lot of creative freedom that maybe you wouldn't have on a feature film. I think I would only do a feature film one day if I actually have that full freedom that I right now I currently have in the animated uh, short film form. But, uh, you know, I just hope I can. <laughs> this helps me to sustain myself and keep doing films for the rest of my life and combining that with music because it's the thing that makes me the happiest. I love that. Um, <laughs> when, you talk, when you talk about the freedom of short film, I, I think that's a really inter interesting conversation because we hear about these films that get, you know, even those A24 films that are, you know, $20 million budgets, you do hear about, oh, well, I was able to get this, but I had to sacrifice this or, you know, mm -hmm. and honestly the more i was watching this i was getting those a24 uh neon vibes as i was watching it like it was something that i've already been like people like this is on youtube go, go watch this right now as far as doing a feature film um i know you said that you're you're happy with the medium you're in is there any like has there been musically anything that maybe you've conducted or produced that you go oh this would lend itself well to a feature film like is that mm. I, I know you talked about how you like the medium you're in, but is that an avenue you're more open to exploring after seeing how well this came together? Or uh, the music part, like uh, I didn't yeah. like if I would compose something for uh, for a feature. It, 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 exactly. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, actually, it's, I I only compose in my life. I only compose for my films. I never compose anything before. Actually, uh, really. Yeah, yeah, this was my wow. this was my first time composing actually for more than one instrument at a time because my other two films were just for first was just piano solo the one that I played by myself and mm -hmm. second one was uh, for um, for a cello but I needed like uh, supposedly six cellos so I recorded everything on one cello with a uh, Miguel Teixeira and then I overlaid like the layers so it sounded like six cellos playing different things but it was oh, just one instrument okay so this is the first time i actually were able to get the budget to actually get a small ensemble orchestra and, and so yeah i'm still a very a big newbie I, I i don't know yet but i actually one of the things that i want to try this year is to now get like take some time for myself and the experience just with music and see see what can come out come out of it you know i, I have an, a really interesting invitation from um Portuguese film festival happening this summer, which is to um, do a live performance of me accompanying uh, different, I think, uh, silent films. And uh, I want to, I have, I want to go a bit experimental with electronics and synthesizers and see what comes out. So okay. it, there will be like a fun challenge for me, I think. But uh, I yeah, I'm that. just, I'm, I'm starting uh, <laughs> my life as a composer right now. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um. So get, getting back to the to the music portion, because I, I, I just, as a music nerd, I'm curious. 
we sat down to go, all right, I'm doing the score. We're doing this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the short film. We're, we're doing this. What inspirations were you drawing? W- was there anything like short film wise, feature film wise, that was inspiring the story, that was inspiring the score or inspiring other elements uh, of, uh, of the short? Or? Um, in terms of inspirations, I always uh, like I, I normally don't use a lot of I mean, I try to stay away from inspirations. Uh, in the way that, for example, like uh, some people are interested about like how my bedroom looks like uh, because maybe it has a lot of like drawings and everything. And like my bedroom is the most boring thing possible. It's just like <laughs> a blank wall with nothing. Uh, all my films are born out of um, uh, an image that came from my subconscious. Uh, in this, do you know those images when you're just about to fall asleep and the, in, out of nowhere, in just an amazing place? But then, yes. but then you think about it, you feel like things in your body, but then you think about it, it disappears forever. Uh, those are always like my starting points for the film. Uh, because I know that if I situate a film in a scenario like that, I already have unconsciously, uh, co- unconsciously a big connection to it because it resonated with me for some reason. And my challenge is always to find a way of connecting using those surrealistic uh, and bizarre scenarios and use them as a metaphor to talk about something that concerns me or that I want to talk about. In this case, the film is about loss. But uh, it's fun because um, for me, it's also a bit therapeutical because it, although there can be... L- my films can be personal and touch uh, personal topics because there's such a um, evident barrier between our, my reality and that reality. Uh, I feel more comfortable about talking about these topics because it's never directly portraying me. You know, it's okay. like I already uh, almost having a pseudonym in a way. Um, but I, and I kind of forgot what the question was. But I'm sorry, I got <laughs> no, 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 you're no, you're good, you're good. Um, speaking Thank of you. the. Re- Speaking of the relationships, um, the the relationship between the dad and the son in this in in this. Um... Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, no, I just remember. Yeah, the inspirations. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do. I always try to try to get as much as I can from the inside. But of course, like w- everything you have from the inside is di- like unconsciously connected with something that you saw before. Of course, um, I know one soundtrack that definitely like influenced me. Uh, which was uh, under the skin. I don't know if you yes, 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 yes. Like especially with the glee sandals, uh, like um, like it's a uh, yeah. I really like to compose with like shape pitch shifting slowly, like notes up and down. And that's I mean, I, although I didn't do it consciously, I now can say it probably came from that as well. Okay. And in terms of t- story structure, one short film that changed my life was called Le Maison Petit Coups. I think he won the Oscar in 2007. And uh, it's the short film that made me understand how much you can actually pack in an animation short film and also portray a lot of emotions. And uh, yeah, that was a good, very good inspiration for me. But aesthetically speaking, it's just how I like to draw and always like to illustrate. Uh, For some time, I wanted to be an architect. So there's always a big love for perspective and buildings and scenario. Okay. And I like strong dark shadows, and I I like uh, characters with weir- weird proportions. So that's I was it. gonna I was gonna ask you about that because I, I love the way that the dad feels so imposing <laughs> versus the son, but it also makes yeah. me think of when I was a kid how most adults seem like that to me. They seem yeah. like these these giants that you look up to, and yes. <laughs> um, without spoiling anything, you reference the mother in a way that I thought was very clever and very sweet mm. and yet heartbreaking at the same time. And it's one of those, it's one of those things that as I was watching, I went, Oh, okay. But it's, a, but it's, <laughs> but I, 
I, I think what I like about you choosing this medium is that you're almost forced to trust your audience because you don't have the vocalization as your tool to kind of get you out of these mm-hmm. potential corners. But the way you present everything, I thought was just so well uh, was so well handled, and yet I think there's a lot of rewatchability in the short. Mm, um, j- just off of the you know uh, off of the affirmation score and everything. Um, I know you talked about your subconscious and seeing certain things. Was there a certain shot in the in the short that came to you first, or something that you went, "This has to be on there"? That you kind of mm. saw. Uh, the first shot that came were actually like the house. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the first image was the tiny house attached to a cliff. So when I start to make the film, even before knowing what narrative would be exactly, I drew the uh, the house in several positions from different angles. I I actually one thing that I do, although I don't use 3D animation, I model the, the film's movie set in 3D so that when I'm still trying to figure out the story, I can uh, open the file. And, I can just like navigate inside. It's mm-hmm. like doing location scouting, but because my film's locations don't exist in real life, that's my only way of doing it. Okay. And because, as I said, when I start to film, I, I know where it's going to take place. I know what emotion I want to portray in the general topic. But everything that happens in the film, uh, like in terms of nar- narrative, is something that I found along the way. So I, I have that house. I, I thought of the characters that could inhabit there. I start to ask questions, how would they survive in, in those conditions? And I had the idea of, the, oh, it's cold, maybe they sell the ice. Uh, how do they get down there? Oh, it would be cool if they could parachute. And it, the hat situation is fun because I actually designed the, the characters wearing hats even before I knew that they <laughs> actually would be really important for the film. And the story is quite funny because my characters initially wore hats just because I started to do animation quite recently by that time. And I wasn't comfortable drawing uh, hair on characters yet. Okay. So, uh, and that's the thing. I already have two, two characters that uh, wear hats and they jump every day with a parachute. Oh, maybe if they do the every, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, if you do every, maybe with the wind, they lose their hats. And so, you know, it's, um, I never know exactly what, what film is going to be about, but the more I dive into the film's reality from my subconscious and the more I live there in a way, the more ideas I have for the films and I get to figure out the story. Right, two more quick questions for you. Because you are wearing so many hats, as we talked about earlier, is that more of a hindrance when it comes to making a film, or is that more of a positive for you? Because I would imagine that because you're working on the animation, you're doing the score, you're directing it, because all those things are so intertwined that, oh, if you get an idea for over here, it could enhance here, but then it could enhance here yeah. as well, and it could kind of work in this perfect circle but then i think about the contrast of oh if you have writer's block or you're feeling stumped mm. that it could kind of derail the machine did you find yourself more on the positive side of that or more of the uh of kind of struggling at points i think the first one yeah i think uh, especially for writer's block it's really freeing for me to be able to juggle between like areas because if i'm stuck with the narrative maybe i'll just okay i'm done with this i'm just going to the piano to play for a bit and maybe while i'm playing that will spot me an idea for the narrative so i think having being able to have control over these those different areas i'll not only makes me more sane like uh, (laughs) mentally because i'm never too tired about like oh i'm tired of animating what am i going to do now i'll just jump on the piano and then therapeutically will help me find solutions for the animation that i didn't have before so 
I, I think it's more, yeah, it's, I think having control on those different categories for me personally really helps me with writer's block and also to keep me sane. All right. And uh, last question I'm just going to throw out here for you. Um, got the Oscars coming up here. When audiences watch this short, what do you want? Like, is there something that you want your audience to take away from this? Or is there mm -hmm. something that you, like, how do you want your audience, like, what do you want your audience, if you have to give them one thing they have to take away, what do you want the audience to take away after they watch it? Uh, I'm actually, it's, there's two things that I, I, I really, uh, I mean, the first one in my films, the, the thing that I want the most is that while people are watching the film, they actually feel, feel immersed in there as much as possible. Because I spent such a long time in pre-production, actually figuring out the scenario and its rules and the colors and everything. If I can at least put like uh, the audience like immersed into the film and in a way almost feeling like they're there, that's already mission accomplished for me. Uh, on a more like message level, I think the what we can take from this film is like all those you know those small interactions that we have with our closed ones every day. Those silly rituals sometimes, like in this case, the, the, the thing with the hat. Uh, <laughs> although we don't pay a lot of attention to them and almost maybe sometimes almost take it for granted because we do it every day. Like with each passing day, they uh, they keep uh, a foundation between human relationships that makes it grow stronger every day, like subtly. And uh, in the end, you know, there's like a physical representation of that foundation. Uh, of the, so... Yeah, I think there's something that I, <laughs> I, I I want people to take is like that importance of d daily rituals and small things in life that we have with our closed ones, I think. Okay, I love that. Um, thank you so much, so, so well, much for, so making, much for the, making the time. Um, before I let you go, if you wouldn't mind letting people know uh, about the film, where they can find it, where they can find, they can mm. find you on social media. <laughs> sure. Um, so on US and Canada, the film is available on the, the New York, platform and on youtube as you said and also now because ahead of the oscar ceremony uh, the film is actually playing in the, more than 350 350 cinemas uh, spread all over canada and the us so there's plenty of uh, places to see the film on on a uh, big room which i think really enhances the film especially in terms of sound design like uh, i work with ed rosso he's an amazing sound designer and i guarantee if you see the film on a big screen with 5.1 uh, like sound it's a completely different experience so i really i really advise it and also for people in the industry the film is also available worldwide in the platform called animation showcase where people just have to submit uh, a form and explain why they are connected with the industry and they will get access to not only my film, but all of the shortlisted and no dominated films like online. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, are, are you on t Twitter, Instagram, any of that? Oh, uh, I think Instagram is the best platform to find me. It's uh, underscore Joao underscore Gonzalez. That's my tag. Perfect. I'll be, uh, I'll be following you then. Um, Joao, thank you so much, sir, again, for making the time. Good luck. Oh, no, my good, pleasure. Good, good, good luck. Like I said, fingers crossed. I hope you win. Thank you so much, Joshua. You're so nice. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, and also, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I also have uh, on YouTube uh, two videos of the making up of the film. They may oh, interest you. They, 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 they explain like detail how I did the soundtrack and also the conceptualization of the film. I, I can oh. send them if you want. Yeah, yeah, please, uh, yeah, please email those to me because I'd love to watch those. Sure, but, sure. Um, sure. but yeah, I'll sure. definitely tag you in this once uh, the review's up. But again, thank you so much for making the time, and hey, good luck. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Joshua. Take care. Have a good day. You too.